Dyson Daniels might be playing center. Yes, Jose Alvarado can shoot. And why Carlo Makovic is going to be a good use of a draft and sash. What's the benefits of that? We'll explain in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, the Wednesday episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday. No show on Tuesday, I was traveling back from the July 4th holiday weekend, and I gave you the bonus show over the weekend on the Zion extension, so we're kind of back to normal here. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, the Zion extension, and how big of a victory that is for New Orleans. Summer League, and we're going to get into more Summer League stuff today, and Dyson Daniels and Jose Alvarado as well as Carlo Matkovich. And whatever it is, it might be, we are covering it here, and I think we're going to have some more info coming soon on Zion and things like that. So, Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Arcade One Up. Arcade One Up is partnering with us to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. That's right, three for free. These guys are known for making incredible retro three-quarter scale at-home arcade games like Pac-Man, Golden Tee, and more. Enter to win on ArcadeOneUp.com slash locked on. That's ArcadeOneUp.com slash locked on for your chance to win one. Let's dive into everything here. This is going to be a real fun summer league team for the Pelicans. This team is going to be real fun. And the odds just came out, and I saw them. The betonline.net, betonline.ag odds have the Pelicans' second best chances to win the summer league championship only behind the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder are plus 800, Pelicans are plus 1,000. I love love those odds right now because this team is going to be fun, right? You've got the established guys coming back. We talked about it. Trey. Najee, Jose are all going to be playing minutes for the summer league team. And they played in the NBA last year. And they all played well, particularly well at times for Trey and Jose and Najee getting spot minutes here and there. This is going to be a fun summer league team. And then it just gets even more fun with some of the things that happened the past two days. So we've been seeing Dyson Daniels a lot at Pelicans practice as they gear up for summer league. And you saw video from the Pelicans. We saw it at practice the other day of Dyson Daniels going to Fred Vincing University, trying to get that three-point shot back and down with one of the NBA's best shot coaches, shot doctors in Fred Vincent, right? This is the guy who's made Brandon Ingram a consistent three-point shooter. This is the guy who made Lonzo Ball a good, just in the first place, three-point shooter. It's exciting to see Dyson Daniels, who did not shoot well last year, 25% from three for the G League Ignite, working with this guy. And when you were watching him, looks pretty good. He was shooting like 80% or so during that workout. And you saw Fred Vinson really try and get the release point down, not down, up technically, get it correct, right, with Dyson Daniels. They really want a very, very high release point for Dyson Daniels. And when you start to see what he's doing with with the form looking better and that very high release point, with his size, 
he's going to be able to shoot over nearly anybody. You know, he's six, seven and a half, six, eight, depending on how you want to look at it in shoes with pretty good elevation on his jumper. And with that long wingspan, he's going to shoot over most people, particularly that high release point, not low or anything like that makes it just harder to block. You know, the big knock on him going into the draft was, can he shoot, right? That's kind of the thing for Jose Alvarado too. And we'll talk about that one in a second. Oh boy, yeah, that dude can shoot and shoot off, off the dribble, which is the scary part for the rest of the NBA. That's coming up next. But Dyson Daniels making these threes, his form looks better. His form looks better than what it did in the G League last season. It looks more fluid. He doesn't have kind of this catch hitch thing that he really had before. The higher release point is nice and it's coming out of his hand quicker. You know, this is why scouting goes beyond just looking at some of the film and looking at the stats from college or the G League if that's where these guys played. It's what can you do with these guys and how do they perform in the private workouts? And Dyson Daniels really did well in all of that and is already clearly maybe making some strides in his game. And it shows you just how much foresight you have to have in this and why, you know, you can try and detract from this pick, as I've seen some people, including in the media, do. And that doesn't matter, right? You could probably throw out the the G League three-point numbers because I don't think they're necessarily relevant anymore. It just makes you get excited for what this guy can do. And then you get even more excited when you hear Pelican Summer League head coach, assistant coach normally, Jaron Collins say, And he said the plan is to use Dyson Daniels in a few different spots during Summer League. And he mentioned the possibility of him playing small ball five. What? What? Small ball five. I love this. I love this so much. Let's keep kind of some weird, crazy, positionless basketball going on here. You know, it sounds a little bit insane, right? He's 195 pounds, so he's pretty light. How would this really work, him defending centers? But don't forget that last year at Summer League, Trey Murphy III defended Evan Mobley really well, really well at the center spot. And we think he could be a small ball five, a backup five for this team. There's no reason to think that that Dyson Daniels can't. Can you imagine a passing big man like that playing your small ball five, spacing the court for you for Zion like that? I don't want to say it's Nikola Jokic-esque, but there's some degree of of that in there potentially. It's just, it's a really exciting thing to think about. And it's going to make this Pelicans team really fun to watch during Summer League. I don't know if that's all going to translate to the actual NBA next year and then playing on the Pelicans, but it's fun to think about. And it's going to be fun to see some weird, funky stuff going on in Summer League and how creative this team can get. 0.5 basketball, right? Willie Green's thing with Dyson Daniels at center. Sounds pretty fun. So you'd have EJ Liddell at power forward or the three. Maybe you have Carlo Matkovich at at the four there. You have Jose Alvarado at point and then like Najee Marshall or Darian um, Sebron somewhere in there too at the guard position. Like like, Fail at the NBA level, but it would be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun in summer league. So I'm really excited to see what they end up doing there. But it just shows you kind of the strides that Dyson Daniels already making in his game. Seeing that quick video of him, seeing him work out with Fred Vinson in the three point shot, hopefully starting to at least begin to come around. Oh, yeah, this team's going to be fun in summer league. They're going to be good. Now, by the way, you watching what Jose Alvarado is doing in Puerto Rico. You should be because it's got to make you more excited about his role with the team next season. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, 
Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Arcade One Up. The one, the only NBA jam is back. My favorite game. Arcade One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever before with a Shaq Edition machine. I'm obsessed with NBA Jam. It's my favorite thing. I love playing it when I'm at those barcades. I immediately jump to it. I'm trying to wrangle in strangers to play with me, and I'm competitive. I want to beat them. And you know it was one of the first sports games to ever feature real and digitized NBA-licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, and no quarters required. So you can compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from Arcade1Up.com. That's Arcade1Up.com for an estimated early September ship date. They've got even more classics like Golden Team, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $3.99. And check this out. They are giving away. They're giving one of these away. They're giving three of these NBA Jam Shack Edition machines to Locked On list. So to enter for a chance to win a game console for your home, go to arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one up.com slash locked on. You've got till July 8th to enter. So just a few days away to try and win the NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. Uh, and, then, and then we're moving in. We're going to be roommates since you have this. We're going to be playing all the times and become best friends. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. The Zion extension, covering that one extensively and what it means for this team. It was also on our Locked On Sports Today podcast, talking about that as well. Just only a good thing for New Orleans, and this should be a victory lap. And it is a victory lap because you've even got Kendrick Perkins admitting it. Thank you, Chris Connor, for all of that work there. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show leave a five-star review with a comment and down below of course comment on youtube that's the number one thing you can do to support the show it takes two seconds to leave a comment tell me how excited you are for this pelicans team in summer league and do you think those are the right odds are you going to be betting money on the pelicans to win the summer league championship one of the reasons why they're the favorite is jose alvarado or second favorite is jose alvarado yes he can shoot He's right now and he will be playing with the team in Vegas but he's playing with the Puerto Rican national team in FIBA He's doing well. In two games so far, he's averaging over 20 points per game. He's dishing out assists, he's grabbing rebounds, and he's scoring in a variety of ways. And in their game against Mexico the other night, he had the game-tying three. Catch and shoot, drills the three to send the game to overtime. And when you watch how he's been playing, look at his shot off the dribble, his shooting off the dribble, right? This is a big problem for New Orleans the past couple of years, shooting off of the dribble, off the bounce, Offense. That's why they brought in a guy like CJ McCollum to give them some of that. Well, Jose Alvarado is providing a good bit of that, I think. And if he can add that to his game more so than he did last year, and he wasn't horrible at it, but I wouldn't call him good. That's that's a really big deal because I don't see the same logjam at guards that others do. I know a lot of people, you know, have said some things about like, oh, they have too many guards. They got to sort out the minutes there. They don't need to sign another guard. I disagree with all of that. I really think they very much probably could use another guard and wouldn't mind another guard or wing or big. Either one's fine. But I think another guard could work because I don't see the same kind of log jam at guard, right? The one like true guard in your starting lineup is CJ McCollum. The other starters are going to be Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas, they have one guard in the starting lineup, right? The other guards on the roster that are going to be here next season, Garrett Temple, is he going to play much? No, right? Kyra Lewis Jr., he's not going to be ready till December or so, 
I don't know when we're going to really see him playing and ready to go. Notice he's not playing summer league for this team when he would have otherwise because he's just not healthy to do it just yet, right? Devontae Graham. Y'all know how I feel about Devontae Graham and how disappointing he was last year. He's not a good three-point shooting guy for the team. He's not a good lead guard for the team. The only other guy is Jose Alvarado. <laughs> like, that's kind of your other like true guard on this team. He's going to get a ton of minutes. And he should be getting a ton of minutes. And then you have Dyson Daniels in the mix too, but how early is he going to play as a rookie? Are they playing him as a point guard? Are they playing him on the wing? Are they playing him as a center? You know, so when you kind of look at some of that, it, it seems to be that like Jose Alvarado is going to be in line for a big, big role on this team. So if he can provide some of that scoring for you and doing it off the bounce, yeah, they need that. They really need that. Who else is going to really provide that from the guard position right now? No one else has that kind of skill set on this roster other than CJ McCollum. So Jose Alvarado showing this for Puerto Rico with FIBA, only a good thing for this team. It should make you more excited, right? They're going to probably at times in summer league just kind of give him the keys to the offense. Your thing, go do it, man. You know, we talked about yesterday what we want to see from him is stepping up in terms of leadership and you know, kind of watching the games from FIBA. I, I do want to see him kind of take on that scoring load. And he's doing it well. You know, one of the things you notice from him is he works well off ball too, which makes him just kind of like the perfect guard to have on this team with that pesky defense too. I wish he was a couple inches taller, but take what you can get here. He works well off ball. He's cutting, he receives feeds, and then he scores. Like he's got really good touch there. But if you can add off the dribble three-point shooting when he's out there with Zion and these other guys, and you've got to respect that shot more and stick to him closer, otherwise he burns you, it opens up the game for everyone else so much more. Teams are going to key in on Brandon Ingram next year. They're going to key in on Zion Williamson next year, as they always do, right? Having someone make teams pay at first. At first, it's going to be making teams pay when they do that. And then as the season goes on and people are like, oh, this dude scores and he can score off the dribble. Well, the game plan changes and you start to guard him more, which gives Brandon Ingram little bit more space, a little bit more space, Zion, a little bit more space. And that makes all of the difference for those guys. That makes all of the difference at the NBA level. And they're going to be able to go out and work and score. And that's going to make this offense more frightening than it's already going to be. And it's going to be a scary offense. No one wants to play this team right now. We talked about it in the Zion extension episode. They're going to be freaking good next year. This is a team that could be fighting for the four seed, I think, next year. Jose is going to be a big part of that and seeing him and his game blossom a little bit more, you know, and not the highest level of international play, not against amazing teams here, but they're still, they're NBA, you know, there's, there's quality guys on those rosters. Well, yeah, I want more of that. And I'm really excited for what he's going to be able to do. And I like that he's really going to be able to take a bigger role with this team when it comes to summer league. And all of that and what he's going to be able to translate that to next season in the NBA. So I'm very excited after watching Jose Alvarado right now. This is going to be so much fun for this team in summer league and what he's going to bring to the team next year that he won't be playing a ton of games for them. He's too good. He doesn't he doesn't need to. It's kind of like Herb Jones level for him, Trey Murphy and Najee. They'll be fine. Give it to the young guys. Let Dyson Daniels play all five positions. I hope we see that in a game. That'd be really cool. All right, coming up, Carlo Makovic. What's what's the point of a draft and stash? Why do you do something like this? Let's break that down coming up here next in today's episode of 
Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. So if you want to get in on the Pelicans Summer League games, yeah, you can bet on those. You want to get the NBA futures of Zion winning MVP next year. I've told you why he's going to be so motivated next year to get an additional 40 plus million dollars. You can get in on all of that over at betonline.net. And it's your continued source and best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over at betonline.net. Bet online where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team, whether it was the draft, free agency, the Zion extension. We'll have more on that soon, I think, too, once that gets inked. Um, and today is technically the first day that he can actually sign that. So I would expect to see some stuff on that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be, of course, breaking out all the summer league games. I might drop the show to three days a week, but there's so much to talk about. I might just keep it five days a week and stay here for y'all Monday through Friday. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast, tell a friend about the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. And of course, comment down below on YouTube, even saying comment as some people do every single day. I appreciate all that. Help support the show. Keep it free in five days a week for y'all. There's no paywall. It's completely free. No one else coming to you five days a week like this. But we are here at Locked On Pelicans, and I'm excited for this season, just as I know you are as well. So Carlo Matkovic, second round pick for the Pelicans out of Serbia. And I, this question comes from Teague. It's at Oceanback. Hey, dude. What is the advantage of the to the player being drafted and then stashed in Europe? More money, coaching, training with the Pels, summer league. It's a good question, right? Because Carlo Makovic is not going to be playing for the New Orleans Pelicans outside of Summer League next season, nor will he probably be playing the season after that. He's probably two or three years away from coming over to the NBA. So the way the draft rights work on a draft and stash, which is what this is, it works like this, right? You own his draft rights. If he wants to play in the NBA, no other team can sign him. It's just you have his draft rights and he's got to kind of work through you. You can trade him. You can kind of release him and not sign him and kind of give up the rights to him, making him a free agent. But it's got to kind of come through the Pelicans. And that, I think, is an important thing. Basically, I have NBA control over this guy. The other benefit, though, is he's not taking up a roster spot right now. Their roster spots, as we know, are at a premium for New Orleans. They still need to make a trade kind of consolidating down. A two-for-one, a three-for-two, a three-for-one would be ideal, I think. They need to do something like that right now. This is also one of the reasons why I think you're seeing them be real quiet in free agency. One is any of the guys they were they were going to try and sign were going to be huge difference makers for the team, and they don't have roster spots for them. Maybe it's that they're they're actively negotiating for Kevin Durant, but I think the, the easier thing to say here is, well, if they're not going to include Brandon Ingram, then don't worry about it. Let's just kind of do our own thing, and they just don't they can't make any other moves because there's no roster spots for it just yet. And if you were to sign another guy in free agency right now, well, other teams are going to know that hey, you, they're desperate to make a move, so you could try and get more out of them in a trade or something like that, and you don't want to kind of fall into that lack of leverage when it comes to it. So with Makovic, the big thing is they don't have a roster spot for him, but they control his rights. But he's still going to be playing professional basketball. He's just going to be uh, playing professional basketball overseas. And given that he is foreign, right, 
that he does not, you know, I don't know if he speaks English or not. And that's something to kind of consider here. It can be a hard transition for those guys. Those guys, you know, that aren't normally used to the culture, don't speak the language. It can be rough and that can sometimes kind of wreck their NBA future. And I don't think that's what the Pelicans want to put him into that kind of situation where it's kind of like setting him up to fail. So keeping him overseas for a couple of years, he's 19 years old, right? He's kind of a finishing big man that likes to pass and is a little bit springy too, you know, above the rim finisher and good rebounder. When you, you know, he needs more playing time. He's still very raw. And so he'll just do it overseas in a spot where he's more comfortable at a level of competition that's probably more so suited to him than putting him in the NBA. How many times have we seen young guys come in, they're just not ready for the NBA and they struggle and struggle and struggle. And you're never really able to kind of dig out of that hole. And this avoids that sort of situation. I'm sure he's, if he, again, I don't know if he speaks English or not. If he doesn't, he's already going to be trying to learn it so that when he does come over, he can communicate with the team a whole lot more. And that's, that's kind of the big thing, right? So it's, it's not so much money necessarily. NBA is where you're going to make the most money. It's that the development is kind of best for him overseas for a little bit longer, working with the Pelicans in limited amounts here and there, summer league, you know, maybe in the off season, whatever it might be, you know, kind of getting their training and plans like that. That's what I think is the most important thing for him and why they went with this draft and stash route, especially because, well, you know, they don't have a roster spot for him. And so that's kind of what it is. Once he's maybe matured more ready for the NBA, you bring him over and he's essentially a rookie. You know, it might be 21, 22. He'll have been playing professional basketball for a while, different than college, right? You know, he's more NBA ready. He's gone through the pro lifestyle a little bit more. He's been kind of prepping that transition for a little while. And that's that. And that's what I think kind of the plan with him. I'm excited to see him in summer league. If you look at his film, it's really, really good. I'm very excited to see what he's going to be able to do. And I think it's going to be able to do some really, really good things. Also, I'm like blown away by what I'm seeing from Chet Holmgren right now. And I can't believe people overthought him. Had him as number two on my board, I think. Bancaro, him, then Jabari Smith. He's going to be good. Um, and I, 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 we don't have a Pelicans Thunder game in Summer League, but it's going to be pretty fun to see if maybe they can match up in the championship game since they're the two favorites. So I'm hopeful we'll be able to see that because with this Pelicans Summer League team and the positional versatility they have in Dyson Daniels, Jose doing Jose things, and now Carlo Makovic, who I'm excited to see you know, in person, going to be... A lot of fun. I can't wait. This is going to be an awesome summer league for the Pelicans, and we're going to be covering it here on Locked on Pelicans. So subscribe, tell a friend, and of course, comment down below on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with y'all tomorrow. We gotta, we're going to probably have a lot to talk about the next couple of days, so I'm excited. So I'll see y'all then.